uh, Psalm 24. It's a passage, it's a familiar passage of scripture. It's a misunderstood passage of scripture, so I want to clear up a few things about it. Um, and we're going to look at it together. You've heard it before. Psalm 24, and I want to read from verse 7. We're going to look at verse 7 to verse 10. Amen. I want to help somebody today. Amen. It says, lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Verse 9 is a repetition of verse 7. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift, up, lift them up, O ancient gates. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. I want to talk about this morning, let him in. Turn to your neighbor and say, let him in. If you need a lift this morning, you got to let him in. Come on, come on. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, ushers. Sometimes we hold back from showing our emotions or even sharing our thoughts. For many of us, we may have shut people out of our lives or closed them out of our lives to the point where we're all alone trying to figure it out. I know you're grown. Amen. And I know that you have accomplished a few things in your life. But if you really think about it, how many of you here today can identify with loneliness? How many of you here today can identify with isolation? How many of you can identify with discouragement? It's amazing because in this series we started entitled Lift. It's all about encouragement. My goal in this series is to bring to you a form of encouragement, not that it will last one week but it would last for a lifetime. We want you to move past discouragement. And live in freedom. Walk towards your destiny. How many of you here today want or need a lift today? Anybody need a lift today? Amen. Tell your neighbor, lift him up. Tell your neighbor, let him in. Amen. Why? Is it so hard for us to let God in? Why is it so hard to live for him? Why do we struggle with this? Amen. I'm glad you asked. Glad you asked. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad you asked. Because for many of us, we may think that I've already let Jesus in. I've accepted him as my Lord and Savior, Pastor, and everything is good. But, but I, I look at my life sometimes, and I realize that what I do at times is I compartmentalize God. 
In other words, I put God where I want him, not letting God be God in every area of my life. It's amazing because some of us are searching for happiness. We're searching for significance. We, we need encouragement, but it seems to me that we're searching, but we can't find it. We have all the things that we're looking for, but yet we're still not happy. Do I have anybody? It's amazing because this particular psalm is another psalm. It's a pilgrimage psalm. I told you last week that when he says, lift up your eye, I will lift my eyes to the hills. From which cometh my help. My help comes. We talked about help last week. Now I want to talk about him this week. Do I have anybody? In this psalm, they are headed now. They have arrived in Jerusalem. Now, now, when they arrive in Jerusalem, I want you to transport yourself here for a minute. They had had a long journey. They had sung Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, hallelujah. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. They, they were picturing a place, amen, that's fruitful. A place where the irrigation was all beautiful and there was a running stream of water. In their minds, they were picturing this while on a journey in the desert. Have you ever been living in a place where you haven't gotten there yet, but you envisioned where you want to be. You're in the wilderness of life. You're in the struggles of life and you have a picture of what it looks like, but you haven't arrived yet. But yet you still have hope. You still are holding on in this pilgrimage. You're still holding on because you know that trouble doesn't last always. Do I have anybody? This time they have made it to Jerusalem and they are headed to the temple. Amen. They, are, they have arrived and notice when they arrive to Jerusalem, this is David, they arrive, but what's the first place or where is the first place that they're heading? They're headed to church. I wish I had somebody. Where are they headed? They're headed to what? Church. In this journey, amen, and it was a long one, they were hopeful. I want to help somebody today. Don't you lose hope. Don't you lose hope just because things doesn't look the way it's supposed to look right now. But, but as they arrive, can I ask you a question? How hopeful are you when you come to church every week? How hopeful are you? Can I ask another question? What did you come for this morning? Did you come to experience God's presence. Did you come because you realize that outside there, it's a struggle? Do I have anybody? But you find hope when you come into his presence. Can I tell somebody something? Today could be the day you get your deliverance. Today could be the day that you get your freedom. The psalmist was picturing them entering the holy city. But I want to show you something before I go there. Amen. Look what he says here, amen, in verse 1. In verse 1, the now remember, they're in Jerusalem. They haven't entered through the gates into the city yet. But they're coming close to the city, into the, into the city gates. And look what he says. He says, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. 
the world and those who dwell in it. What, what, did, what did the psalmist realize about being outside and then coming inside? He realized that God owned what? Everything. Listen, I want to help somebody with something today. God owns what? Everything. As a matter of fact, this is one of your scriptures for the first day of fasting that we understand that God is owner of what? Everything. I want to help somebody with something. You and I are only letting God into the areas that we think we own, but we don't own nothing. Do I have anybody? He, he made a declaration. He says, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and everything that dwells on this earth, he owns it. Do I have anybody? Look what it says in verse 2. He says, for he founded it upon the seas and established it. Amen. And established it upon the rivers. Now, now notice verse 3. I want to show you something about verse 3. This is why I want to show you. I'm going to bring you to verse 7, but I want to show you this verse first because it's powerful. He understood that God is owner of everything. Can I tell you something? Before you can let God in, you got to first surrender to the point that God owns everything. That there's nothing that's going on in your life that God does not know about. That everything that you have belongs to God. As a matter of fact, it's on loan to you. Do I have anybody? Listen, it's not your car. It's not your house. It's not your money. It's nothing is yours. Because if God so choose today, hallelujah, he can put an end to it all. Do I have anybody? But watch what he says in verse 3. Verse 3 is very interesting to me because, because now the psalmist is close to Jerusalem. Look what he says. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who may stand, see, uh, in his what? Saints, I understand that the church is a place, is a hospital for sick folk. I do get that. But can I ask you something? How did you come to church today? He asked the question, who may stand in the what? This is a holy place. And then look what he says. He's preparing to go into the temple. But he says, he asked the question, but then he answers the rhetorical question. He answers the question, look what he says. He who has what? Clean hands. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And a what? And a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood or who has what? Not sworn deceitfully. You know what the psalmist is saying? That before I come to church, I finna check myself. You know what I say? I said, I finna. I finna check myself. Who can come into the house of God? Come on, somebody. Clean hands. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're all right, but I'm saying, he says what? Clean hands. Pure heart. Listen, at least your heart can be pure. See, I, I understand why some people can't receive the word. Hallelujah to his holy name. Because when they come in, saints, they come in with a heart that's weighed down. 
with burdens and worries and doubts and disappointment, but the God we serve can fix it. Why hasn't my heart changed yet? Because I hadn't let him in. Do I have anybody? Watch the text. Watch the text. This sounds easy, but this is hard. I'm going to show you why it's hard. Watch verse 5. See, I, I, I want somebody, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm leaving with my blessing today. Tell your neighbor again. Tell your neighbor like you mean it. Neighbor, I'm leaving with my blessing today. Give God a hand clap of praise. Today, I'm leaving my blessing today. That's verse five. But here's how you receive. You don't receive it by saying 15's la 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 da da da. No. You don't receive it by talking about I'm blessed and highly favored. No. I'm going to clean up, Lord, clean my hands today. Lord, clean my heart today. Clean my words today, Lord. Let me not be deceitful no more. Let Clean my heart, Lord. Clean my hands, Lord. Verse 5 says what? So I shall what? Receive a what? Hey, from who? Hey. That's how you receive a blessing. You don't receive a blessing by just thinking positive. You receive a blessing by letting God into those areas of your life that you've closed him out to. Boy, I feel my help here. God can't get in that area. Why can't he get in? He's been knocking and knocking and knocking. As a matter of fact, he got a pry bar trying to get in there. Watch the text. So now we get past that part. He prepared himself to go in, right? Then he gets to verse 7 now. Watch this. He shall receive a blessing. Look at verse 6. And this is the generation. Ooh, tell your neighbor, yes. Of those who what? What? Seek him. Saints, could it be that you're looking for the wrong things when you come to church? Who did you come to see? Who? Seek him. Seek who? Him. Don't get quiet on me now. now. Who will come into the presence? Hallelujah. Can I say, do you have the same feeling when you come to church to worship? I know life may be hard, but you got to remember that God owns everything. Remember, it's a privilege to come into his presence. But when you come into his presence, tell your neighbor, transparency is needed. Lord, clean my hands this morning. Clean my hands this morning. Clean my heart this morning. See, you can't come in if if the house is not in order. You, you know that scripture where it says that you know there was a there was a demon in the house and and it got the house got cleaned up and he left, right? 
And, and when he came back, he saw that the man had gotten his house in order. But the text says that he went back and got seven more demons worse than himself. You ever notice every time you get it right, how the second time you get restored, you get, uh-huh, you, you repent and all that kind of stuff. And from the moment stu- ha, from the moment you leave here, how the devil comes back seven times worse. You got to let him in. You got to lift him up. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. Look at verse 7. So as they come to the entrance of Jerusalem, the psalmist begins to talk to the gates. Why is he talking to a metal gate? Because of what he said in verse (laughs) 1. If... Listen, remember, they didn't have no electric button. They had no button bending, but they can just say, open the gate. But at the command, see, he says, guess who we're bringing? Now watch this. They are on this pilgrimage, right? And guess what they have with them? They have the Ark of the Covenant, the box that they kept God's presence in. Now check this out. The church had been without the presence of God for a long time. Oh, I wish I had somebody. See, that's why sometimes when we come to church, it's just routine. Because maybe his presence, come on somebody, is not in the house. And when you come and it's just without his presence, it is performance and not presence. Y'all with me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He says, lift up your heads. Oh, gates. So in other words, he's speaking to the gate like gates. You better recognize who we bringing in. (laughs) You better recognize what's about to happen here. He says, oh, lift up your heads, oh, gates, and be lifted up, oh, ancient gates. Amen. He says, he says that the king of glory, that the king of what? Glory may come in. When they got to the gates to Jerusalem, they were announcing that they were coming in and they were bringing God with them. Now, ah, <laughs> ah, are you with me? The, the, the word lift means to rejoice. See, see, lifting your head simply means that you're willing to rejoice in this moment. The fact that you and I bring the presence of God, oh, come on with me, with us because we have the Holy Spirit in us. Do I have anybody? Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. The first thing, the first, how do you let him, what areas do we need to let him in? Let's look at it. Number one, let him in. Saints. I hear you, but if God is in your heart, you've got to let him in. Sometimes we compartmentalize. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. 
when they got to the gates, watch this, he's not going to force, he's not going to force himself in your heart. You have to let him in your heart. Listen to this. You have to open the gates of your life and let Jesus in your heart. I know I'm saved, but he ain't in your heart. Because if he is in your heart, we will seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. You won't have to worry about what's going to happen. You're not going to use God when God is convenient. Amen. When things are not going the way it's supposed to go. You ever notice how you're real good at that? You're good at that. Some of us, we're good at that. We're good at when things are bad, we need God. (laughs) When things are good, we don't need him. But if he's in your heart, come on somebody. There'll be a consistency, watch this, because there will be some gratefulness in your heart to say, I once was lost, but now I see. Uh, I'm sorry, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about. I was so far away from God, but but now I know that I know that Jesus is in my heart. Somebody here, you got to let him in your heart. I know you're saved, but you got to let him in your heart. Yeah, I know you're saved, but there's no change going on. So you got to let him in your heart. He says to the gates. Now, if he's talking to the gates. See, and when you let them in your heart, you'll have joy. When, when, you, when you let them into your heart, watch this, you seek his presence. When you let them in your heart, listen, the world won't be able to pull you away. Come on, somebody. I, 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 think, I think sometimes we, we, we use this grace card too much. You know, we use the grace card way too much. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's okay. But if he's in your heart, you ain't going to want to do all of that. That's not going to be no options. We got to let them wear in our heart. And when you do, you can rejoice and lift your head. See, when he's in your heart, you have joy. Not as the world. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing this point because I believe that it's a heart issue, saints. It's a heart issue. You ever, yeah, you, you know, you know, I remember having a hardened heart. Come on, there are all kinds of hearts you can have. You can have a hardened heart. You can have a wicked heart. Amen. You can have a sad heart. Everything begins in mission control. And watch this. And at mission control, which is your heart, your heart, watch this, it affects your will, your conscience, and your behavior. But when you have let, when you let Jesus into your heart, listen to this, you have joy. Joy that the world didn't give it to you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Now, now from inside the temple, watch this now. Now, the priests... The priests, right? So this, they're outside and, and they were telling the gates to open up. They didn't have no electric. They were, they, they were saying, look, I'm bringing God in. Oh, 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 let me help somebody. Let me help somebody. 
every now and then when you're going through stuff, you ought to say, look, I'm bringing God with me. Them doors are about to open. Come on, somebody. Them gates are about to be wide open for me. Come on, somebody. Stuff is about to open up for my life. Why? Because I'm bringing God with me because he's in my heart. Do I have anybody? Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. From within the temple, the priest said, now there are a lot of people who come talking about open gates. See, you got to be discerning on who's calling who or who's calling on what. Because some people calling, but they ain't calling on Jesus. They ain't calling the right God. They're they calling the God they can imagine. They're calling the God that can do whatever they want to do. The God they can control, not the God who made everything, the earth and all that's in it. He says, look what he says. He says, he says, watch what he says in verse 8. He, so from within, inside the temple, the priest responds to the worshipers outside and said, look what he says. He says, who is the king? Who are you trying to bring in my house? Who are you trying to bring in my heart? He says, who is this king of glory? Lord Jesus. You know what he did? This word suggests it's a demand. He says, who is the king of glory? And, 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 and look, at, look, at, look at the B part of the verse, the processional. There's a bunch of people out here and they're trying to get in the temple. Can you imagine that one day? There'd be a whole line outside trying to get in the house of God. Because everybody in here, he's in your heart. And we come together collectively to worship him. Watch this. With the same heart, with one voice, with one heart. Amen. And with a word from him. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, he says, so they answer. Let's say, the Lord strong. So, so let me, let me show you. We let him in. Let him in your heart. Let him in your strongholds. A lot of us believe that what we're going through is so hard that it will never get better. But let me tell you what a stronghold is. A stronghold is a fortress or a castle. It's where you put stuff where you want to keep it under safeguard. I think we talked about this yesterday with our men. And what we do is we take things in our lives that we don't want nobody to know about us or we can't get rid of just yet. And we put it in our castle. You can't, you, as much as you don't like, I mean, as much as you like Trump, I mean, much as you don't like Trump, you can't walk up in that White House talking about, let me talk to Trump. Because he's in a what? A stronghold. And watch this. If you don't let God into those strongholds in your life, you say, somebody asked yesterday, what's a stronghold? Let me tell you what a stronghold is. Anything that you're doing that's not glorifying God. Anything that you are tired of doing that you want to stop doing, 
Watch this. That you can't stop doing, that you want to stop doing, that you can't stop doing, that you want to stop doing, and you keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and over, and you keep lying to yourself, and you keep lying to yourself, and you keep saying next week, next month, next year, it's been 50 years, it's been 30 years, and you're still the same. Stronghold. Let him in. Let him in. Hallelujah. Think about this. How long have you been powerless to your situation? And you have a God that, 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 that the text says, the Lord strong. The Lord who is able to defend you. The Lord who's able to fight for you. That's what that word strong means. It means powerful. Our God is powerful, saints. Hallelujah. You know him, but do you know his power? You know him. You know him. Can you imagine? The priest had been living without his presence. Amen. And when you live long without the presence, you won't recognize his power. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Come on and say amen. When you've been living a long time without his presence... You won't recognize his power. Listen, he has the power to change minds. He has the power to change situations. You think it's worldly, but I want to tell you something. It's about worship. It's about letting God in. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. They, from which he said, man, who, who is this? Who are you talking about? Now, now just, just sanctified imagination for a minute. Can you imagine they're in the temple doing temple stuff? But this time, how many other frauds probably showed up before talking about, let me in. You're like, um, no, we ain't letting you in. You got to learn how to recognize. You got to listen. You got to ask yourself a question. Who are you letting in? Are you letting in the enemy into your strongholds? Are you letting doubt into your strongholds? Let's talk about them strongholds for a minute. Are, are you letting, amen, circumstances to cause you to give up on trying because you started to try to change? And then watch this, you made a few steps and then Satan slapped you down and then you got back up and then you're like, nah, I ain't going to try that again because this is how I'm always going to be. This is how I always been being. Come on. Come on, y'all. This is some real talk right here. This is some real talk. Tell you, ask me how I know. Uh-huh, I lived it. Come on, watch this. He says, he says, who is the Lord? The Lord strong and what? Mighty. You know what that word mighty means? He's a champion. So, so not only must I let God into my strongholds, but I got to let him in. Your what? Ah. See, let me tell you something about failures. What we do with our failures, we nurse it. Isn't that interesting that we don't want to fail, but when we do fail, the only thing, how you doing? Well, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do so well. I, not that I'm doing better. <laughs> Amen. Because you have a champion. And I'm saying when you let God in, when you let him in, and somebody is fighting me right now in the spirit. You're fighting this even in your heart. Like, what the world is he talking about? 
All I'm saying is let him in. That's all I'm saying. Let him in. Surrender. Prostrate. Come to the altar. Lay here. And say, God, I'm letting you in. Let him in your face. Stop magnifying. Let, let, let me say this here. Anything that the devil took, I don't want it back. Because he doesn't put his hand on it. And anything he touches turns into destruction. Watch this. We always say, I want to give back what the devil stole from me. Watch what he does. He'll give it back to you, right? But what you don't realize, it's a decoy. Because it's damaged now. I wish I had somebody. And not only is it damaged, but watch this. It will be to your demise. Because it's a demonic setup. So he'll send you that person back. But, and you think, oh yeah, well we're back together now. But you don't know the seeds that have been planted in that person's heart. And then they deceive you. And then watch this. They end up being your demise. Come here, Lot. Come here, Abraham. Come on, somebody. Come here, Job's wife. You better hear what I'm trying to say to you. That Satan will touch people and then he will damage them. Come on, somebody. And then they come back in your life to destroy you. Let him into your failures so that you will have the discernment to know that God is going to give you something better. Do I have anybody? Tell your wife, I'm gonna st- we're going to stop talking about all these failures. We're going to stop talking about it. If your marriage is failing, if your career is failing, if your kids is failing, or whatever, let him in and he'll pick up the pieces. Why? Because he's mighty. You hear what I'm saying to you? He's mighty. We don't serve a weak God. We don't serve a weak God. But but see, God is trying to get us to move from our failures, hallelujah, to our victories. See, let him in. Who is the Lord? So he's telling the man, the priest inside, like, man, let me tell you who's coming in, bro. Can you imagine if you open your heart right now? Can you imagine if you open your heart right now and let him in, what will start happening? You matter of fact, you start feeling it right now. I ain't talking about a feeling. I'm talking about some faith stuff. Look what he says. He says, look what he goes on to say. He goes on to say next. He says, he says, not only is the Lord strong, but the Lord is what? Mighty. But look what he says next. And I'm going to help somebody with this. He says, the Lord mighty... In what? You you know what? You know what's going on? We got this. We don't need, we don't need him. We don't need him. We don't, you don't need to get in my business. Watch this. Let him in your failures. But stop fighting that battle by yourself. The Bible says when the children of Israel came, he said, all you got to do is stand still and let God fight the battle for you. 
Vengeance is mine and I shall repay. The Lord will fight for you, saints. Tell your neighbor, he's going to win every time. <laughs> listen, listen, this may seem like a no-brainer, but many of us don't let the Lord fight our battles. That's why you go on and get a payday loan and you go on and get into more debt. And that's why you go on and make up stuff and use people's social security number and all kinds, you know, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, y'all. You ever been to the point where you're so beaten down where you got to fight at this thing, but let him what do you battle? And when I say battle, I'm talking about maybe you're battling with your mind. Maybe you're battling to change. Maybe you're battling somebody or something, but let him in that battle. When did you give the battle to the Lord? The Bible says the battle is not yours. It was never yours. The battle was never ours. Let him in. <laughs> let him in, y'all. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. Let him in. Let him in, y'all. You know why they were back in Jerusalem? Because they had just won the battle. A battle that they did not think they would ever win. Can you imagine that David was out here for a long time on the run? And that's how we feel sometimes. But you know what? You don't have to feel like that. Because you're not alone. We're not alone in this battle. You don't have to keep playing that same old sad violin song. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. I'm, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm going to do this by myself. It does, that doesn't sound as upbeat. But, you know, we need to slow that down a little bit. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? No, I got this. No, no, I got, no, let him. Listen, you know what God wants? Clean hands. Pure heart. See, but he wants you to let him in. God been knocking at your heart for a long time. And here's the thing, you know it's God. But you know what, you, you know what you're thinking about? Well, not you. Some of us. We're thinking about the things we got to give up in order to let him in. But can I tell you something? If you let him in, he'll fight that battle. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Of doubt. He'll fight that battle of whatever you think your flesh is going to be denied of. He going to fight away the cravings. He go, oh, come on, somebody. He going to fight away the, 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 the whatever it is. The, the, yeah, whatever that is. I'm trying to stay right today. So I stay right today. You know, he's going to fight it away. And then you're going to be like, man, I can't believe I overcame that. Amen. So he says it again in verse 9, verse 10. Verse 10, let's go to verse 10, because in verse 9, he says, lift up your heads again, right? And lift them up, O ancient gates, that the king of glory may come in. Now watch the last piece right here. He says, who is the king of what? 
Now, now, the, now the priest is asking again. He's like, hold on, let me check one last time. Now, it tells you something about the one asking ooh, and the one replying. Can I show them what you know about God? What do you know about him? Do, do you know he'll pick you up? Come on, let me help you real quick. Do you know he'll turn you around? Do, do you know he'll place your feet on a solid ground? Do you know that he will make a way out of no way? Do I have anybody here this morning? Because what you know about God will tell how you respond to the battles in your life. Do I have anybody? And I want to say to somebody here today, not only should you let him in your heart, not only should you let him in your uh, strongholds, not only should you let him in your failures and your battles, but the last thing that I want to say to you before I go to my seat, that you ought to let him in your victories. Because you see, there comes a time when it seems like our victories, hallelujah, causes us to forget, hallelujah, the God that we serve. Do I have anybody here today? And I want to tell somebody, the Bible says that he is the Lord of hosts. Do you really know what that means? It means that he is the Lord of all armies. It doesn't matter what army may stand against you. He is the Lord of all armies. I thank God that no weapons formed against us shall prosper. When you let the Lord in and the Lord of hosts in, he'll fight your battles. He'll stand for you. You can be victorious. There's a song. There's a song that says, who can stand against the Lord? No one can. No one will. Who can stand against the king? No one can. No one will. Oh, oh, come on somebody. Oh, who can stand against the Lord? He says, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. So just when you think that you're about to fall apart, you got to trust and believe that the God we serve is powerful. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to his name. Let him in. Let him in. Who can stand against the Lord? Who? Tell me. Who's greater than him? Who can stand against the king? No one can. No one can. No one will. Come on. Come on today. Do I need to say anything else? Come on in. Let him in. Let him in. Come on. Victory belongs to Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. You might as well. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let him in. Let him in your battles. Let him in. Let him in. Let him in. Hallelujah. Your failures.